Hey everyone, welcome back to a bonus episode of Amazing Adventures with David and Nicole. That's right, you heard me. I said bonus episode. What that means, guys, is that occasionally we're going to send out some of these episodes that we are going to call the Chronicles of Glick. And these episodes are going to be work trips that David takes that Nicole decides, hey, I'm going to tag along. And the first one we're going to talk about today is Amarillo. And as with me always, I have David and Nicole. Hey, guys, how y'all doing? Doing good, Josh. We're good. Awesome. All right, let's talk about Amarillo. So uh, Amarillo is an interesting place for me because other than hearing about it in songs and uh, Cadillac Ranch and, you know, I had never had been in Amarillo in my life. And then uh, in a prior life, uh, I had a case I handled up there, and it was one of my most infamous slash famous cases uh, ever. I prosecuted the sitting sheriff for the offense of bribery, and I ended up having to go there a lot. And I made some friends. I got to know the place, but it was very much what a lot of people outside of Texas would have thought of Amarillo 15 or 20 years ago. It was very remote, very Western, uh, and whatnot. And um, I had a successful trial. Uh, made the news. It was it was a fun big deal. And then I thought, I'm never going to be here again. But recently I took on a new role uh, in my job and uh, it's brought me to Amarillo a couple of times. And I have to say they completely changed the downtown from what I was used to 15 years ago. Um, and you're going to hear more about that. And the reason we were there on this particular occasion was I had a work trip um, and um, I haven't given credit, or maybe I have, to Southwest Airlines, but a couple of years ago, I uh, earned a companion pass on Southwest, and that meant that every time I bought a plane ticket to go somewhere, uh, Amazing gets to travel with me for the cost of the fees, so it's basically free. So That's a pretty I, sweet deal. It is a sweet deal, and I've managed to keep it now. I'll be going into it for the end of next year, minimum, and um, done a lot of things to make sure that I keep it because it makes life makes a lot of opportunities create, which is when the work says, we need you here tomorrow, and if Nicole isn't working and she's free and she's available, she can jump on the plane with me, and it's great. A lot of people might not think this is great, but for her it is because of what she does with it. So I had to go to Amarillo and, truthfully, to drive another 100 miles for, for a meeting. Um, and so Nicole tagged along, and I don't even have to ask, so what are you going to do all day when I'm working? Um, and so that's why we were in Amarillo uh, on this particular occasion. And so I got up early in the morning, met my colleagues downstairs, got in a pickup truck, started driving a Pampa, and uh, Nicole made a day of it. Yeah, um, and before the, David and his coworkers left, um, one of them approached me and said, why on earth would you choose to come to Amarillo? I was like, well, you know, because I can, number one. Um, but honestly, I love being with David and being with David no matter where we are. Play sappy sound right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, number two, I know me and I know I can find something interesting or something fun anywhere I go. Because I'm I'm an ex, I'm an explorer, you know. David even calls me uh, Dora the Explorer. Of course, part of that's because my giant backpack. But <laughs> um, so I I like to explore. I didn't get to travel much my first forty years. Um, grew up 
you know, not w- with much money. And, um, and then there were other circumstances that kept me from getting to see the world. And I always wanted to. Um, so when we were in Amarillo, after he left, I got up to go and do a walk or run thinking, I'll just see what I find. I didn't do any research, which I do on a lot of trips, but I didn't do any research. I just thought, I'll just see what's there. Um, so I got, I, I started walking and the first thing I could see uh, very clearly was the, uh, was a big building with Santa Fe on the top. And so I thought, well, that looks interesting. I want to go see what that is. Um, so I walked to this building and, um, it had information on it. It was a very, very tall building. And you could tell it was old kind of art deco style. And um, on the historic plaques, and that's what I'll do. If there's a historic plaque, I go find out more about the area through that. Um, so I went up to the historic plaque and found out that um, in 1887, the railway went across the panhandle through Amarillo. And that's where Amarillo got its start. Um, and then in 1898, they were going to redirect it uh, through New Mexico, and the citizens of Amarillo were started sending letters, correspondence to Santa Fe Railway, and said, please don't do that. Please keep the railway here. We need the railway here. Um, so... That's what they did, and because they did the Santa Fe Railway through there, it became the um, commercial center of the High Plains, and Amarillo began to boom from that point on, um, even further so after the uh, oil boom. So it's just, it's gotten bigger and bigger. Um, so, so then I thought, well, Santa Fe Railroad, there's got to be a railroad station. So at this point, I do Google, and I Google, and I see that the Santa Fe Railroad Station is actually closer to our hotel. So I was going to wait to do that and uh, instead kept exploring because I could see some old-looking, beautiful churches. So I just started walking um, until I got to the churches, and one of them was a, a Methodist church, and it, it, was a, it started out as a Methodist Episcopalian church. Um, in 1888, um, the newer building has only been there since 1928, but it is. She gorgeous. says that with a wine. 1928. Yeah. Only. Yeah, only. Only. You know, almost, it's just only 95 new. years. It's just new. Well, and some of you may remember from the Savannah Post that um, is coming out. You'll hear it before you hear this one. That uh, the Methodist Church is where Nicole has been anchored. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then right across the street from the Methodist Church, of course, was the Baptist Church. So I walked across the street to the Baptist Church. Um, They've got a huge, gorgeous church um, with a statue of Jesus out front. And it's, I mean, and he's standing like pointing to the sky and it's like he's pointing to the cross at the on the top of the steeple it's so so cool um and they've got this big like garden area with arches and fountains and i love water so i had to um go check that out 
But right beside this giant <laughs> Baptist church, they've got um, a very small, little, cute building. And um, the plaque on it says it is the original Baptist church in um, from Amarillo from 1890. And it's still standing. Wow. After all this time. And, uh, and it's a cute little thing. Um, you know, so from the churches, I started walking back toward our hotel uh, and ran across the Potter County Courthouse. Because I'm, my husband and I both work in the law, we're drawn to courthouses, love courthouses. So I decided to walk over and check out the courthouse. Um, and this, they started building courthouses there in Potter County, which is where uh, Amarillo is the county seat for Potter County. The first one was built in 1888, but they have continued uh, to build and rebuild and rebuild because the town just keeps getting bigger. Um, I think it's probably stopped growing at this point. but um, So that was pretty cool um, to learn about this. You know, the, and the existing courthouse was built in the 1920s during the big oil boom. Um, so I started moving back toward the hotel again. Um, there are murals all over Amarillo. That's one thing I, I would suggest a fun thing that somebody could do is do an Amarillo mural scavenger hunt. Uh, I saw some of the coolest things. There's one, um, that's a, um, it's an Indian but it says Frenchie on it, which kind of struck me as odd, Indian and Frenchie. Um, but it also struck me because my dad, uh, everybody called him Frenchie when he lived in Texas. He was of French-Canadian descent. So when he lived here in Texas, all everybody just, they just called him Frenchie rather than Don. Um, so that was cool. And then there's a Poseidon mural with a bull. And I don't know how Poseidon and a bull go together, but... Like, it was just so cool. A huge horned toad um, mural, which, you know, I had a horn, horny toad as a kid. I call them horny toads, not horned toads. But, um, so, it, it's very cool. It's a very neat little place to, to check out. Um, something I didn't remember. I may have known at one point. But Rick Husband, who died in the Columbia um, space shuttle is from Amarillo. So there is actually a memorial to him there. And in fact, the airport in Amarillo is the Rick Husband International Airport. So they're very proud of that. Interesting. Uh, gentleman, yeah. As well they should be. Yeah. So, I mean, while exploring, I saw this really cool-looking Italian restaurant. I thought, you know, I'm going to suggest to David and his co-workers that we go eat there tonight. So, um, so we ended up Going there, and we ate at, it was called Napoli's. 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 Whatever. She's French, not Italian. <laughs> <laughs> um, the food was phenomenal. It was well, so good. And let me point out, so I grew up on the East Coast. My mom's best friend was uh, an Italian girl whose parents came over on a boat. So my mom's best friend was the first generation. My mom learned how to cook Italian food from 
a native Italian. So we grew up eating Italian food. We all loved it. When I was in high school, I worked in pizza places in New Jersey. Um, I know how to make lots of different Italian food. I love it. When I moved to Texas for law school and never went back, one of the things I consciously knew I was giving up was Italian food because it's very, very hard to find. If you come from the East Coast Italian food, you're just an Italian food snob about it. So um, that's kind of the crazy story of the trip was um, here's my wife suggesting we should go eat Italian in Amarillo. And I'm like thinking, you realize that Amarillo is not actually an Italian word, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, even though it's spelled like one, but um, the guys were, Nicole has a track record on some of these uh, trips of finding the restaurant and we go eat at it and everybody just loves it. It's just fantastic. So So, they'll actually call when I'm not on a trip with them and say, (laughs) hey, find out, get Nicole to tell us where to go eat. So So, um, we went to Napoli's and I have to say in over 30 years in Texas, it's one of the three best Italian restaurants I've eaten at and when you factor in that most of the others are probably somewhere closer to Dallas or Houston you know places where there's a lot more migration a lot more uh, homogenization of the of the populace to think that some Italians would find themselves in Amarillo Texas and open an incredible incredible restaurant and for for folks who are driving cross country and are starting to have that hankering for Italian food it, Amarillo is located on Interstate 40 um, you have to go right through Amarillo on Interstate 40. So Napoli's is definitely worth a detour uh, somewhere going east to west or the other way around. It's definitely but, some high praise. Yeah. Yeah. So the one of his coworkers uh, agreed to split a meal with me. So we so we each ordered, but then shared each so we could get to try two different things. Um, so we had a chicken and shrimp and a sherry wine cream sauce was phenomenal and then a beef ravioli with a mushroom in a shallot uh marsala wine cream sauce too oh they had so good and they had phenomenal bottles of wine my go-to is always going to be veal parmesan if they have it and that was it was just off the charts good it was so good yeah yeah so that was a huge hit um Oh, and I forgot to mention, I did go, uh, before they got back from their work stuff, you know, I was doing the important stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I did go make it to the Santa Fe Railroad Station. Now, it is closed, and it has fencing around it, but I did find a hole that I could get through so I could go through and <laughs> see. I might have been trespassing, but <laughs> Just like the fountains. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There wasn't a sign sign that that said, said, don't go in. Of course, I do know in the laws (laughs) in the the state of Texas (laughs) say that if there's a fence, that is telling you not to go in. Um, But uh, it was really cool because it reminded me of of an, um, an airport because there was this separate room for... It's a baggage holding room. So you go there to claim your baggage just like you do at... The airport. It was it was neat. I liked it. So, yeah, that was uh, so that was our trip to Amarillo. I don't think I've been back since. <clears throat> but uh, the so uh, yeah the crazy I guess this is the second crazy story. Um, we went out to dinner the second night. We were there for a night and day and a night, and we went to a steakhouse that Nicole found, and we 
we all enjoyed that. And then afterwards, um, it was still light out, um, kind of early. It was April, so it was a little bit chilly. But um, we convinced our driver and my coworkers that, hey, if we're out here, who's seen that Cadillac Ranch? And only one of them had. There were uh, five of us total. I'm like, come on, it's just five minutes this way. So we got out on the highway. We went a little further west towards New Mexico. And uh, we got to climb around on the cars on Cadillac Ranch. People bring their own spray paint canes out there, cans. And uh, so you can use the, they discard them half full. So you, we were able to spray paint our initials and our thoughts. Everybody took pictures and um, it was super touristy, um, but kind of really fun to be doing it as part of a work trip. Yeah. And for those who don't know, the Cadillac Ranch is, uh, it's out in the middle of nowhere and um, a, grou- a group of artists decided this was going to be their art project, and they buried 10 Cadillacs in a row um, in, you'll love this, 1974. Oh. So it was the year I was born, so I had to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a done deal. And uh, all in all, you know, it was... Um, I mean, that's the thing is when I bring her along, the guys are really happy because she, you know, she does the research, she has fun, she, she's positive about it, and it makes a work trip just a, you know, a little bit more than, a, oh, let's just grab a hamburger downstairs in the hotel and I'll go to our rooms at 7.30 and be done with the night. We, uh, we've seen some things as well, you know, thanks to her exploring in her curiosity. It adds a little bit of a social experience to a work trip that may just be work. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, awesome. Well, guys, like we said, this was a bonus episode. We're going to keep these a little shorter than the normal episodes. And again, we're going to call these the Chronicles of Glick. And we thank you all so much for listening, David and Nicole. It was a pleasure. And we look forward to the next one. Thanks again, Josh.